Hello, and welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of Mandatory Redistribution Party. This app was recorded and broadcast live via live streaming to an adoring audience of people who diligently wrote the word honk in the chat for two hours straight. As ever, we have a Patreon if you'd like to support us. All incoming payments will be paused after this month while we're not producing content, so it's less of a commitment than ever. This was a lot of work to make, a lot of fun to do, and about 30% more bonkers than our pre-recorded content. So without further ado, let's roll the app, which is short for episode. Redistribution Party, brought to you by Argus Regional Podcast Network. Argus Regional Podcast Network. Argus Regional Podcast Network. In the Northwest Region. Welcome to the Mandatory Redistribution Party Live fiftieth episode. Welcome, everyone. Out of curiosity, are we honking? Uh, the chat very much is coming through that they are indeed honking. And, and I have to say, I've been monitoring the chat since we started streaming and they basically honked from second. Pre-honked. They were pre-honking. pre-honking. Sometimes embarrassing, sometimes impressive. Sometimes illegal. And also, just to address the chat and, and the format, we do genuinely believe that live streaming, especially gaming live streaming, is going to be the future of the left. If we know the culture war is hotting up and we just realised, listen, the left has to get the gamers back on side, you know, it's got to be done with speed running. And a lot of significant leftist figures just aren't clued up on it. So obviously, you'll obviously know that this isn't our first Twitch stream. We've been Twitch streaming for a while, doing speed runs and kind of training people up. I was with Grace Blakely and uh, took her through the whole of Super Mario World. But it was took, took ages because she kept saying like, hold on, this guy's a plumber. He's got all these coins. I don't think I've seen him do any plumbing. Is he, is he paying tax on any of this? Who's this? Is he, so this princess he's in pursuit of, she's of a landowner. Is this, is this all the elites kind of, uh, 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 is money being concentrated somehow? It took ages. She had too many questions, if anything, about Super Mario World. I've been coaching Dawn Butler through a Yoshi's Island no egg run, which <laughs> is incredibly hard because the egg is such a fundamental mechanism there. But she's insistent she's going to get through it. I reckon she can, and with your training, she definitely will, and, you know, with the support of the chat. I mean, of course, we all remember um, a couple of weeks ago when me and Owen Jones did a speed run of Sims 4. He kept trying to hire more and more cleaners, um, and he was just, like, bankrupting himself, hiring the cleaners. And then, like, there was a pandemic. They put a pandemic in Sims 4, and he sent the cleaners away, kept paying them, and they thought this was a good idea. Uh, but then, like, lots of people, it really got heated in the chat uh, quite famously 
on that Sims 4 run and caused caused Owen Jones a lot of problems. I mean, I, I got off pretty easily, but you know, if you're going to speed run Sims 4, you got to you got to be ruthless. Yeah, I've been trying to take George Monbiot through a City Skylines run, but he just keeps refusing to build up. Like he, he just starts on the starting opening plane. He yeah. just refused to lay down any foundations. We need to hit the end credits in order for the speed run timer to stop. And he's currently racking up a few months just of City Skylines. It's a disgrace. You won't even build that first bit of road you've got to build to allow you to construct anything else because of how damaging it is to build roads. It was a nightmare but, just you know, to get he, him to install it on his hard drive. Because <laughs> of the carbon footprint of just that. He doesn't want the extra load, you see. It's going to use more electricity. I mean, on the other end of the spectrum, I was playing City Skylines with John McDonnell and John McDonnell saying like, he kept saying, he, he was whispering, but he didn't realise we were on a stream and like everyone could hear. He kept saying like, is there a gulag in this game? can we build a gulag and see skylines? And I was going, John, people can eat. Don't say that. Don't say that. He was like, I'm joking, I'm joking. (laughs) He turned his webcam off and started winking. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, you might know that um, we've been contacted by the Labour Party formally to start taking mm-hmm. some of their head honchos through some major speed runs. Upskilling. You've been on Cloud9 about your experience with it, but mine's been, been having a great time. Too. Mine's been an What's absolute up? drudge. Well, I can show you I can show you a clip of how it's been going. So, Kia, this is going to be your first Dark Souls run. It is a notoriously difficult game. We're coming up to the first boss here, so let's just try and keep our wits about us. Now, obviously, the precise timing is difficult, but what's the strategy? Yeah, so just stay alert, try and learn the moveset. The basic message, stay alert, just isn't clear enough. Okay, to learn the moveset, stay out of the way of his attacks, try and find gaps to attack in. I fear there are going to be some awful moments. Look, keep you cool. I think we can get through this. Well, there needs to be a discussion now about what comes next. Yeah, so just get your weapon out and we'll start attacking. Constructive engagement. Got to be constructive. We've got to pull together. No, you don't need constructive engagement. You just need to attack at your... That's the gestures menu key. You're not going to do any damage with gestures. There are real problems here. It's brought normal life to a halt. Yeah, well... Mistakes have been made during this crisis. Yeah, that's because you didn't do anything here. Look, we'll just wait for the respawn and we'll try again. There's the resurrection, that hope for the future. Yeah, so I've just found it a real nightmare start to finish. It just... Oh, mate. Yeah, he, he still hasn't got to a Firelink shrine, so... I just don't think it's, it's so obsessed with those up. gestures that they weren't achieving anything. Yeah, he keeps saying if I find the right gesture, it's probably going to one shot him. But I don't know where he's got that from. I think he's found some sort of forbidden area of game FAQ. I feel bad because I've been smashing it, mate. I've had a real good time with my streamer that I've been training up. Yeah, should we take a look at yours? Jez, I can't believe you've gone in with such aggression against Manus, father of the abyss. We had to take an initiative. I've never seen anyone fight him like this. So I've always argued the case. For differing approach as I'm doing at the moment. Do you want to dedicate your victory to anyone in particular? Tony Blair. <laughs> yeah, get wrecked, Tony. Might just check in with the chat. The Argos Podcast Network has donated £25. <laughs> Saying thanks for all the hard work, lads. So proud to be sponsoring this podcast. I feel really vindicated as well because I mm? managed to nab that sponsorship. I don't think Jack even. Sorry, what? Well, I managed to get that sponsorship sorted out real last minute with... with sponsorship? Yeah, with the Argos Podcast Network. We talked about who we would maybe accept sponsorship from, and the conclusion was no one. We dabbled with maybe a chippy or like a local MOT garage, but then wrote that off, and you've got sponsorship from Argos. Yeah, you're welcome. We didn't think it was possible, and I've done it. Hold on, was, was that something at the start of the stream? Was that some like Argos... 
Yeah, so we're part of the Argos Podcast Network. Um, Argos Podcast Network? Yeah, we're not the only... What Argos is going to sponsor one podcast. We're part of the Argos Podcast Network. There's a little catalogue. When they reopen the, play- the shops, there'll be a podcast catalogue. I feel like when we come back for season two, that might radically alter the content of the podcast because we're going to have to sign off and everything with Argos. Mm, yeah, but in return, I think we'll um, maybe get a queue jump when, we, when we're able to go in person. We'll get like a queue jump like at Alton Towers. I think we need to talk about this off air. But just to ensure that we don't get absolutely like swamp with all this Argos stuff. We did throw out a poll just to ask people what their favourite Mando's moments were. So we will be playing some of... Yeah, thank you for engaging with that, you know, and just really engaging with our content and voting in... The, you know some of the best times we've had on the podcast and it's uh, it's our pleasure really to to almost listen back to him and just share that experience with you guys we'll talk about this argos thing off air play a clip stephen kinnock said that you shat in a fountain stephen kinnock is right what are we thinking there are you thinking it's better to shit in a fountain than on the floor maybe the fountain's going to wash it away that is logical well, don't you don't you feel like bad someone's gonna have to clean that up who's gonna pay for it that's coming out of council tax that's the public aren't fountains a public utility nobody wants in their right mind to nationalize something like this well what should be done with them certainly not shitting in them you could sell them off or you could even hand them to the workforce as mutuals so i got a question for you as a result of being on the left what things have you ended up feeling positively about or getting into as a result of being on the left that you never expected to? Brutalism. Yeah, brutalism's a great one. Boilers. I'll tell you what. What? Um, <laughs> what? No, no, no. Right, if you think about it, why, why is there not one big boiler and maybe a backup boiler for like the row of houses? Why does each house have an individual boiler? In... in, in Places, even moderate social democracies in Europe, you don't have that. You have the shared boiler. Flats, even in England, don't have one big boiler, which would be, you know, like even in America, they've got a big boiler for the whole apartment complex. For some reason in England, they're like, oh, little boiler in each one. It sounds Bad. a lot like you're on a slippery slope towards advocating for a, a well. Well, not a well. <laughs> why the, not Unless a well? the well generates heat. Well, why not a well? The well doesn't boil. The well does not heat. <laughs> Water comes into your taps from a shared system of water pipes. Mm, a well. Right? Not a well. Reservoir, you don't have a well. A reservoir. Yeah, well, a reservoir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is but sort like, of a well. Imagine a reservoir of heat. If you could build a heat reservoir that pumped heat into everyone's houses in the same way we all share water, that would be more efficient. So that means if some, if your boiler breaks, your whole street's gone cold. But it's much less likely to break. If Why is it much big... less likely to break? It's huge. Sorry. So to clarify, basically your argument is... There should be no ut- water as a utility and everyone should have their own individual water collection apparatus and rely totally on that. And you are contending that this would actually be better. That's a straw man of some kind. It's not a straw man. <laughs> That's, I've completely followed your own analogy. If I'd brought it up, it'd be a straw man. But I, you have, uh, I've hoisted you on your own petard. Jack directly pointing down the webcam saying, it's not a straw man, means we've definitely entered Twitch streaming. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I brought it up, it'd be a straw man. But it's your analogy, so I'm operating within the confines of Just coming of back into the points of failure thing, what if we all have boilers, but we all share all our boilers, so that uh-huh. if one person's boilers breaks, the rest of the street's boilers pick up the slack. Oh, that I'm on board with. That's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, I understand even, that. Yeah, so there's a communal, all our boilers go into a shared boiler, just like all our wells. Like, imagine if on the street there was one massive router and it covered, like, the whole estate. That would be mad if it broke. 
No one's got internet. This, what's this if it broke? Because it will break because routers break and boilers. Okay, well, yes, but so does the electricity system and so and so does war, like... And that sucks. That means when the local generator so, goes So down, as well as, as sorry, to clarify, so you... You can't even go to the pub because they're on the same grid. We so should you have want, our own individual power station. Yeah, an individual generator. But and if, you think if that... If mine goes down, the ones next door pick up the slack. So you want an individual, you want like a wind farm or maybe wind farm up, geothermal down. Nuclear garden. Everyone's got Chernobyl in their bungalow. To come back to your original question, have you got into something that you wouldn't previously have cared about because of leftist politics? So my one was going to be trains. Choo-choo. Trains have become increasingly sexy to me as, as infrastructure has become increasingly yeah, interesting Yeah, Thomas the Tank Engine. No, I mean real trains. Our trains are a horror show. In many ways, because we pioneered trains, uh, that's where we have a narrower gauge, because as trains get better and faster, gauge gets wider. So European, they're on a wider gauge. So that's why, you know, they can have the double-decker train and the better seats and stuff. We can't have that because the railway is actually smaller. So you have to have bespoke built trains for it. I, I definitely know this because of socialism. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you learn um, that ambiently otherwise. There's a company funded by the Chinese government and they're okay. looking at like revolutionising trains. Okay, so firstly, what do you think is the biggest bottleneck in trains? Stations. Yeah. You speed up and then, oh, I've got, there's a station. You have to slow down for the station. Yeah. Speed up and when you're going out. Yeah. You should design a train so it goes in layers so they can all go on top of each other rather than, because each, that's the other problem is there's one track. Here's my two suggestions. Suggestion one, ramps at either end of the train with and then on top of the train track so trains can overtake each other literally they can over they can go like if they need to go faster because then you i know you know you need to build less railway so instead of building two where we can overtake any train can just overtake you could even have so like if if you were going like one train's going too slow faster train goes on top of it and then there's another faster train can do a three whoa and then why stop at three well, and then why stop? Here's, here's, the, here's the other element. Why stop? You never stop. The trains continuously go around um, and we redesign stations to somehow speed people up and fire them into the train so that when it's moving, so the trains never have to stop. <laughs> Do you know what's so great about your answer? What? It's almost completely right. <laughs> What? It is almost completely. The Chinese correct. have built ramp trains. What they're dealing with is what if people can get in and off the train without the train having to even slow down. Sorry, I think that's more insane than the ramps. I think that the, of the two things I've suggested there, the ramp is less bonkerino. So you have the, to jump onto a fucking moving train. <laughs> that's not an invention, is it? Like <laughs> no, a, you've got to jump onto a moving train. Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> We've invented this, what? The instruction <laughs> to jump onto a well, moving you'd, train. Well, yeah, you'd open the doors or something. That's the invention. There's like a beanbag that you land in. How do you think they do it? How do you think you could safely get people on and off? Trebuchet to launch you, beanbags to land in. I'm going to see what the chat's got turn the stations into trains themselves. Well, I think you get sort of a homunculus problem there because how do people get onto those trains? <laughs> you've just... Sorry, you've just sorry. someone suggested off. that the stations are trains themselves. If we turn the stations into trains, <laughs> then, it's, then it's really easy to get people from the stations onto trains because they can go at the same speed. <laughs> then the trains don't need to slow down. Why well, are the trains the going in different directions? Why are the trains going in different directions? 
I think I'm going to put people out of their misery and I'm just going to show you. Okay, to clarify for the, for the purposes of audio, Sean is now showing me a video that looks like he has made it in the fucking Bamzuki TV show thing. A Chinese designer has created a design for trains to pick up passengers, ellipses, without having to stop and start at individual stations. Okay, but it's shown people getting on at a station yeah. that it's stopped at. Wait for it. It also looks like some sort of weird off-road train. There's the train. Okay, 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 okay. Here's a, what happened. You'll have a job trying to explain that. Okay? No, no, I can explain it. What I described as what looks like an off-road train, it has like wheels and it's on a track and people get in it and it's stopped. However, it is elevated about 15 feet off the ground. The train then comes underneath it and hooks this other thing onto it the train is moving rapidly and hooks this other thing and like catches it on and then presumably fuck me what is the g-force going to be like when it stops to just unhook and you all fly to the front i know presumably it would slow down no you see the thing would slow down it would unhook and slow i think the trains have to be longer to allow for the speed up and slow down okay i get it i've seen more of the video yeah this is advancement. This is not Elon Musk thinks he's come up with public transport when he's like talking about putting cars underground or whatever. This is legitimately an idea. This is good. We need to throw in one of the stings for the Argos podcast network, I'm afraid. Um, um what? And Sean? Then, and then maybe it's time to bring in a rep who can tell us a little bit more. What about- the f- what? Argos. Argos. Argos Northwest Podcast Network. Coolest catalog. Hi, is this um? Hello, is this Argos? Oh yes. Hello, this is Argos. I can't believe this is happening. Thanks this so is Argos. For, thanks so much for sponsoring the podcast, Argos. Are you? Hang on, are you Argos yourself, or are you like a rep? Or I am Dave. I manage Bradford Foster Square Retail Park Regional Outlet Albargos, and behalf of all the to all the team at Argos. Thank you. Wow, 50 episodes, eh? This yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for coming on for episode 50. Who would ever thought we'd make it this far? It's such an honour to be sponsoring you guys. We never could have done it without you, Argos. I think you've been one of the linchpins for us. Who the oh, fuck is this guy? This is Dave. He works at Bradford Interchange, Argos. Argos? Yeah. Argos. Hello? Dave? This isn't new information to you, surely. Dave, I haven't got a problem with you, mate, but just to clarify, this I've not signed off on this Argos thing. Right, but Sean has, so... Yeah, the reason I own the podcast is... Well, I'm a major part of the team. We're coming here and doing <laughs> a very good thing sponsoring. We have a very, very small budget for regional marketing. Do you know we're co- communists? What? Do you, know we're co- do you know we're communists? Less of that, Jack. We need to make this work. I know that it's a bit lefty. A lad who works for me, whose attendance is all over the place. Right. He uh, he he said you should listen to this podcast, and I try and I didn't get it. I didn't understand it because I'm not of the age. Mm. But I said, you know what? Anyone who's a friend of Keir Starmer is a friend of mine. Mm. I'm a communist too. Things can only get better. Absolutely, yeah. Seven. Okay, yeah, I think of. this guy's a bit confused. Well, but yeah, but actually, that in, in many ways plays in our favour. So, Jack, can you? And just this is just some little feedback notes. Jack, did you know that your life is quite piercing? I've got a wife next door watching Big Car Named Desire on YouTube. <laughs> And all she can hear is this horrible, 
Oh, Monkey Carpet. I've got a very small, polite laugh. I've got the laugh you would hear in a Victorian ballroom. You know, I've been trained by etiquette people. You know, I'm trying to like seduce a wealthy landowner. I've been trained so my laugh actually, you can barely experience it. It's, all, it's barely audible. John, I can only imagine what the waveform feels like. I am very suspicious of this guy. We're just going to cut to a little sting here as per our contractual obligation. What? What are we cutting to? Argos. Welcome to Chris Preview. Uh, Thank you once again for tuning in. A lot of positive feedback about the Seabrook salt and vinegar from last week. Outstanding work from Seabrook's outstanding. Standing. Um, we got a follow up this week. We've got a a bag here of a, a we've got a Royster's T-bone steak bubbled chip. A Royster's T-bone steak bubbled chips. Uh, sorry, you would have heard a notification there. That was just uh, my torrent of Big Lebowski finishing. Um, so. Let's get them in there and let's see how they're doing. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Fucking rank for shite. Argos. Argos Northwest Podcast Network. Um, that was another podcast you can listen to on the Argos Podcast Network. It's good to know that we've got a rep there in person who's watching our backs, watching the stream, making some notes. Won't tell me why. Making notes? Making notes to send higher up. That's all I know. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Send up to who? What? I was going to throw to another Mando's best of. Just just hold that thought. We'll just... You know who is even my hero here? No, uh, on. Who's your hero? My hero, you know, the actress, Kirsten Stewart. What, from Twilight? From the Twilight movies? No! Well, which... What is this? There's another one. You changed it into humanitarian problem. Have I? Have I done that? This liberal obsession with refugees. I'm brought refugees. The upper classes, they live in their disgusting... Mate, what are, you t- what are you talking about? Kirsten Stewart, the actress. From Twilight? No! Mate! Hello and welcome back to the mandatory redistribution party. 50th episode live broadcasts. It's Jane Edwards! Hello! <laughs> Jane has been a long-time friend and collaborator of the show, who <laughs> often her contributions have either been corrupted or have been edited out. Jane was in our Manchester live show as one of her fantastic characters, Bodybuilder Brian. What do you miss about the circuit, Jane? What do I miss? I miss being adored, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I miss when people are on stage and you're in the green room and you get to try on their coats. Yeah, I think I just miss, like, because of my demeanour. Obviously, mm. people are always trying to, like, enact their personalities onto me. Mm. And I didn't know that I would actually miss that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, now I'm just lost. It's only me now. So, um, yeah, but in some, in certain respects, though, obviously, it's... Mm. Kind of not. I wouldn't say nice because obviously people are dying. Yeah, that's fair. That is one of the downsides of the pandemic: is the keep mass death. Keep it light. Keep it light. Keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what do you not miss about the circuit to go the other way? 
standing on a stage and having someone shout fat bitch from the back of the room. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm so but, sorry I did that. I'm so I shouldn't have done it. I was very drunk. Well, you know, you wanted to join thought in. Thought it would help, thought it would give it some energy. Yeah. I thought I'd get the crowd on your side. They'd be like, get get this fucking prick, Jane. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, I don't miss tra- like traveling. And I don't miss I'm pointing at the camera now. <laughs> Everyone I gets a point. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. I started yeah. that. I'm moving on to the politician's like enclosed thumb now. Yeah. That's Tony Blair. <laughs> Looks like he's doing a little sword fight. Yeah. I don't miss box. promoters saying that I'm their favorite comedian and then never booking me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I about hate that. that. You're on the right stream for that, buddy. Yeah. Honestly, I hate it. And it's that's everything. That's my entire life. Jane, can I relay some stuff from the chat that may be of interest to you? Yes. I've just got a message from username. Jane, I used to work with you and I was not expecting you on a communist comedy podcast. Bizarro. Nice to see you after six years. Ha ha. <laughs> Incredible. Who is that? You know, when you work with someone and you don't really know their politics, like early doors, and it's like a job when you're trying to like suss someone out. Yeah. Like, that could be like, you never sussed them out. Maybe this person thought they were like, Jane's pretty sound, but I suspect she's like a Lib Dem. Loads of people think I'm Lib Dem. I've had this conversation oh loads where people have been like, don't worry, I vote Lib Dem. Like just back don't, to projecting their me. personality onto you. Yes. <laughs> and their personality weird. is Joe Swinson. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, I've had a little radical heart beating in me this whole time. Uh, I know. (laughs) You have a heart and then where your liver should be is is Rosa Luxemburg's heart. Got another question for you, Jane. Have you ever had an imaginary friend? Oh, God. Do you know what's sadder than just having one? I've had one because I felt like I should have one. It was like lots of effort. It wasn't, I don't know whether it's meant to be natural for people, but it was putting in lots and No, you've got to put in the work. I've done a lot of research on this. Mm. You have to put in the work, yeah. (laughs) It can take months. So I was just very, and I was kind of, you know, you half-arse it sometimes, and then Mm. you just really, I've got to put so much effort (laughs) into into doing it. But it was kind of like a dinosaur with splodges on it. Oh, nice. Again, very cliched, very like what I expect people would want me to have. Is like, <laughs> no, that <laughs> really actually that's yeah. caught me out. That's really. Yeah, I know, no, I don't think anyone was assuming that. I imagine your imaginary friend would be a little boy with a gun. A water pistol yes. or like fully full gun? Uh, a little boy with a um, magnum. <laughs> <laughs> Proper dirty <laughs> Harry. <laughs> yeah, it's called Bovril. Oh, Bovril. Little Bovril. But uh, over on mm. our end, we don't need imaginary friends anymore because we've got a, a real friend finally in, in the form of Argos. I don't know if you saw earlier, but Argos has come on board for us. Jane, can you explain to Sean what... Ar- I don't think Sean understands what Argos is. I know what Argos is. Thank you. Argos is, is like a like a rat fucking business, like a horrible... How is it a business yeah. to be a- how is it a business to be a god and an island? Yeah, it is a Greek god and Greek island. That's what I mean. And we've got it on our side now. No, no, no. We haven't got the entity Argos on our side from Greek mythology. We, we, I've got we, a few we, emails we, actually to the contrary. Thank you. No, we have Argos, like a retail store that now exists inside Sainsbury's. Mm. What? Jane, I'm, you know Argos, right? Argos yeah, is a god and an island. It's not a shop. Jane, can you explain what Argos is? It's a shop, but it's like gross. Do you know what I mean? It's gross. Yeah. It's shopping, but not shop. It's like they don't shopping trust you with the you're things. dead. Yeah. It's like you're a ghost in there walking around, but you're not, you're not really there. 
you know what I mean? Maybe you just don't have the right spiritual energy to commune with the gods, and that's why you feel so bereft. No, no, it's fucking retail purgatory. Hang on, just in fact, since we're on the topic of uh, of Argos, let's throw to a quick Argos sting just to give them a little bit more bang for their buck. Why does this keep happening? Argos. So I've just brought Dave back into the Zoom call just so we can get a bit of clarity on... Um... Hi, Sean. Hi, Dave. Good to see you, mate. How are you getting on? Hi, look. Hello, lovely young lady. Hello. Creepy. Out of the, straight that's out of the game. Creepy. That's just that's chivalry. That's what your generation has forgot, young man. Dave, do you want us to play another sting from the podcast that's network? It. Get you a bit more yes, bang, bang for your buck. No problem, mate. I'm here no, for you. Bang for your buck. I'm Mitch Cave, and this is Band Is Better, the UK's number one illegal sports podcast. Legal sports, football, boxing, primary school sports day. <laughs> Boring. You want to hear about the UK's underground sports network, primary school cage fighting, fox hunting, human hunting, primary school cage fighter hunting. This podcast covers it all, only on the Argos Northwest Podcast Network. That was another clip from the Argos Podcast Network, just letting everyone know what's available out there. I'm not happy about this. Exactly, trying to build me up after I've... No, I support you. You're, you're my beloved friend. I and support and respect you. And this is my you. new initiative, is to get yeah, us Yeah, but it's like a, it's a kind genre. of an intervention issue. Like Because I love and respect you, I don't think... You know, I think you've been hoodwinked by quite an aggressive retail company. And you just let him speak to you like this all the time, Sean? To be honest, it's actually been... Mainly founded on mutual respect up until I announced the Argos sponsorship. Yeah, it's almost as if the Argos sponsorship is, is problematic. Well, or that something about the Argos sponsorship has sort of unlocked the real Jack, has just been a revelation of who Jack was all along. Angry, I'm, deeply uh, angry. I'm, I'm here I'm, representing one of the biggest employers in the UK. That's well, the United Kingdom. Because like, you're an island, right? You're. Um, uh, well, no, we sort of sell little bits and pieces and that like yeah things your like garden the golden and, fleece and, and like, you know, enchanted no. sandals and stuff like no, that. no actually dave's being quite accurate here like and it is tables. he's talking about shop argos is a shop yeah in Bedford foster square retail park a god's shop um it, yeah it's yeah more, yeah a, sh- a shop for god yeah, in, in in a way yeah it's more like um, little tables and stuff and um, a paddling pool. A lot of this, again, is like signs that this this man is a representative of a company premised upon filling out little sheets and then obtaining products from a till, Sean. And also, for some reason, he's very enthusiastic about the new leader of the Labour Party. Can we let you go, Dave? I think, um, I think we need to move on. Thanks so much for... Um... Just like head office all over again. Yeah, I'll still be here at the end. But guys, I have to say, I'm getting a bit concerned now. What's just, going yeah. on with my... T- just remove, just remove, sorry. All right, maybe I've dropped the ball a bit. So what? It's fine. You were trying to do a good thing, but you accidentally got sponsored by Argos. I'm sure we're not locked in. We can probably get out of it. Everyone's um, done it. It's fine. We may be locked in. Hmm? Doesn't matter. Hmm? Doesn't matter. Sure. You're right. Think positively. Think optimistically. Locked in, Sean? What is happening here now? Locked in to the Argos into what exactly? Um, do you want to talk about imaginary friends again? We have a good chat about that. I've got one. 
I've made one. Well, I, well, well what, what, how's about your imaginary friend, Sean? I've been working on this for a few months, but I've been kind of building up a tulpa based on mm. Io, the lover of Zeus and inhabitant of the island of Argos, which obviously now that doesn't, there's no reason for them to be that. And um, uh, Okay. Do you know what? Never mind. Let's just move on. Let's just go back to another um, best of clip. That, uh, another best of clip voted for you. Uh, voted by... Mm. Uh, uh, um, a best of clip voted by you, the fans, just Sean, one of the best of moments. Sorry, what you've created. Can, can you look at this squirrel, please, and tell me who killed it? I will have done. You killed this squirrel? Yes. Oh my God. Well, can you apologise, please? Can you say sorry? Yes, I am sorry that I did that. It was not the right policy, and we should have stopped it. Thank you. Another scoop we got on Joe Swinston. Yeah, at least she apologised. Doesn't erase it, but... Maybe now it's time just to focus a little bit on self-care and... Followers of the podcast will know that Sean has gained membership to a Boris Johnson fan page on Facebook. It has almost doubled its membership since I joined about a month ago. Yeah. And it is so active, it completely takes up my Facebook timeline. And I think given that, you know, I'm going to take a break from Mando's while season one is ended, there's no good reason for me to be in there because it's doing my head in. Mm. But I can't just click leave group i no. must be kicked here is our task we are going to end this stream with sean posting something in the boris johnson fan group that will get him kicked out our rule is it has to be text but our goal is not to get an insta ban it is to troll to get as many outraged comments as possible if we just get an instant ban there's nothing there's nothing for us so to give you an example of a bad idea before i had optioned this as a section for the stream i really wanted to mock up a billboard as though it was one i had found out and about in my ambulations that just said deport captain tom and i would post that to the group going who did this i'm outraged <laughs> because i'm you know i just saw it yeah. i just took a picture and I'm like, who would ever say deport Captain Tom? <laughs> I need to have found something. I'm a Boris Johnson supporter just like you, but I've discovered this implausible thing that I will now describe for you. Okay, okay. So that's the premise. Uh, Jambud has said, uh, ask if anyone's seen the now-deleted BBC tweet that said that Boris Johnson is dead. <laughs> okay, that's very good. Yeah. yeah. But you would also have to mock up a screenshot of the tweet. Red County suggested sexualise mm -hmm. Boris. You don't understand. Mm. I've been in this group for over a month. That would get me a moderator position. Yeah, I think they're horny for Boris. Yeah. Don't put yourself in their brain. So you, you like to you, you're like, oh no, not sexy Boris. Blech. But to Tories, they're like, yeah, daddy. Mm. I saw one uh, from Fox Dog that said, send him back to Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, that's what he would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Claim to be one of Boris Johnson's illegitimate children. <laughs> that's fucking incredible. Who came up with that? Popcorn Master. Popcorn Master, that's very, very good. So claim to be one of Boris Johnson's illegitimate children. Yeah, so you post and you say like, um, this is a bit awkward for me because I joined this fan club because I was actually trying to see my estranged father in a more positive light. But actually seeing all your positivity about this man who betrayed me is actually making me profoundly sad. For I am, Joris I am Bonson. his son. Yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I am Joris Bonson. Uh, heir to the throne. I don't think I should claim to be Joris Bonson. <laughs> yeah, I might give it away. That's too much. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Um, while you're posting in, let's just go straight to another best of Mando's clip. 
as voted for by you. Just some unreleased footage from the uh, Mando Party big night out to Walkmania. Chomsky's Izek, thanks for joining us, lads. You're going to absolutely love the hoisting duck here. It is incredible. It's amazing. It's now generally conceded that uh, the um, um, hullabaloo about all the great things that were going to happen was just hype. Zizek, I'm going to hit the buffet. Do you want to bring him back? The most disgusting thing you can imagine. The most conformist thing you can imagine. Uh, chips? <laughs> Fantastic buffet. Adam Lara suggested a real Boris Johnson meetup and tell everyone to meet in Trafalgar Square wearing tuxedos. That's oh, good. Do you know what's really interesting about the Boris Johnson's group? They heavily support the lockdown. Mm. And so it's not like, you know, Piers Corbyn and some of the American alt right, and they really want the lockdown to stop. These guys fully believe the state is in control of the lockdown, think that anything about them not being in control of the lockdown is just like fake news. They hate anyone who's not doing the lockdown. They think Piers Corbyn is like discrediting the entire left because these are his surname. But at the same time, these are people who can vote Tory and like clap for the NHS. So I think they're probably the same people who are like, we must adhere to the lockdown while walking around spitting on each other and like... But this is why we, we need each. to... You know, like the whole um, like 1970s sci-fi B-movie where if you feed a robot a paradox, its head explodes. Mm. Let's suggest we need to show solidarity and public support for Boris Johnson by going on a mass demonstration in support of social distancing. <laughs> That's very good. That'd be great. That's very good. Can, Jane, what are you reading on these approaches so far? What's the, what's the strongest? I think, yeah, I think the suggesting that we all get together mm. and protest because it always gets people riled up People want to be involved in things and a lot of these people will be foaming. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's like the most believable suggestion. I think we earnestly post this and then hopefully the flaming will begin. And then within the comments, that's where we reveal that your Boris Johnson's a strange child. Yes. <laughs> so we let it be like a multi-layered thing, the further in you read. Yeah. Initial post, eventually you get to the estranged child, but maybe in the first comment say, actually, I feel like Johnson's really on the ropes at the minute, what was Starmer's forensic opposition. So actually he'd really benefit from seeing the people get behind him. I have a first draft. Yes, sure. I'm really disheartened and disillusioned with how things are going in this country. Johnson's really on the ropes at the moment. What with sly news dripping hot false and Starmer's, in quote marks, forensic opposition. We need to show mass public support, just like we do for our care workers, every 8pm on Thursday. What if we did something akin to a positive... I like how it says every 8pm on Thursday instead of every Thursday at 8pm. That's like a little... I really well, like then. writing in a way that is just slightly yeah. off, so the off. clues are there. Like, <laughs> that's why I wrote sly news dripping with hot false. Yeah, 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 yeah. What if we did something akin to a positive protest? Create a critical mass just like there was in opposition to the Iraq war in 2003. But this time, it's to show support and encourage Boris Johnson and show support for the lockdown. I'll put, who's with me? Who's with me? Yeah, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, space, question mark. <laughs> I'm going to stick a comma right before the last question mark. Mm. Ed Fiasco says, like make an event page. 
Am I launching this as I have written it? Yeah. Okay, everyone, get pumped. Let's honour our own friends by throwing another time to the Argos podcast network. Why? Why are we doing this? Welcome back, Dave. It's good to have you aboard. No one has shown quite as much support to the podcast as you and the whole Argos family has. But no, our patrons and everyone who just donated then. This guy's this guy's a Yeah, our patrons. This guy's a fucking parasite. Our, our can boss. I ask can I ask a question? Yeah, shoot. I'm here. I'm all ears. Come on. Yes. What's, what's going on at the moor? Just um just having a great time, just chatting with the chat. Um well we just so Sean's in a Boris Johnson Facebook account. I and, know, uh, I've just seen this I've just seen a post in there. Just funny pranks yeah. really, yeah. I've just seen a post and I'll be honest guys, I I think it's taking the piss a little bit, and I'm bloody yeah. livid. He is, yeah, yeah. He's taking piss out of yeah, Boris Johnson. You've got it. Well, you're beginning to sound like Corbin Easters. Wow. Well, yeah, I wouldn't use that term, right? But... Yeah, it's a it's a worse term you could call someone. Because that, well, uh, thank God, thank God, cheers sure here. I'm not, uh, Listen, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm just, I'm really sorry, guys. I've, I've come into this half cocked. I don't get what you do. I hope that you can keep. Have it uh, go on doing it forever. I'm sure all of these kids in this comment section will need somewhere to go. But I'm going to have to pull Argos's hang on, hang on. podcast Whoa. network money. I'm sorry, Sean. I need that cue jump. I'm sorry, Sean. You're going to have to get in line like everybody else. You're doing the right thing, Dave. You're doing the right thing, lad. You fuck off, Jack. That's not you fuck on, off I... to you, Argos prick. Fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. Cut him off. Cut him off. We've got no obligations to Argos anymore. Here's some more podcasts you can listen to on the Argos Podcast Network. The Big Baby Ann Podcast. An Agony Ann, who is also a huge baby. Only on the Argos Podcast Network. Dear Big Baby Ann, I'm a cool, sexy teenager called Tom from D-Side. All the girls in year A fancy me. But I need your help. My mum's Alsatian will not get out of my bed. It's massive and it stinks. It stinks. Oh, Tom, thank you ever so much for writing into me, big baby Ann. I will appreciate it. You know it's true, Tom. You know it's true. Now, Tom... I'm probably not the best person to answer this question, okay? Because one, I'm a tiny baby and you're a big, big teenager. So I think our beds will be different. But the other thing is, Tom, I'm very frightened of dogs and I cannot imagine wanting to spend a night with a big panting killing machine. Tom, get out get out of the situation while you can, Tom. They'll whip you to pieces, okay? You need to leave that situation and you need to find your own dog bed, okay, Tom? That is if you're not already dead, okay? Oh, and we're joined by uh, my tulpa, Ayo, has now joined the chat. Ayo, you're Your tulpa? Yeah, I've just been making a tulpa, just... So this is what you're talking about for all that effort making an imaginary friend? Oh, it takes months to make an imaginary friend. It's a tulpa. Why do you think we did all that research on how to make a tulpa? I've made a tulpa, it's Io. You made and me. me. 
I am. That's what I am. Thanks so much Save for coming as well. Do you know what I mean? You got to be true to yourself. That's what I always said. Jane, can you you see this I'm entity? At something, yeah. I don't understand what's going on. Me, I O. It's I O. You know me. I O. Hello, I O. Hi yeah. Hi How's it going, mate? I really love your aesthetic. It isn't something I was expecting to come out of Sean's consciousness. I've been doing overtime. Yeah, there's a lot of detail. Look at that. Um, that took a week. That look at that mole. Very detailed. I can almost taste it. You think things are going to be okay, don't you, Io? We're going to be all right. You're going to be fine. You've been worrying too much about this. Argos, they got chip on their shoulder. I've been telling you this. We just need to look after ourselves now. You know, so what you gotta do? this is the best time ever to have a tulpa. I made it when arguably I didn't even need to have one, but now... Uh, has this Argos thing perhaps sent you under to the extent that this tulpa is manifesting as some sort of self-preservation mechanism to kind of make sure you're okay, but that force is so powerful that it's manifest as into reality, or at least into a Zoom call? I've got to say, mate, probably not. Probably right. not. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why has she got such big tits? Sean, oh, yeah, why has she got such big tits? Jane, let me explain to you. Sometimes when you're an artist, you go into a flow state and you can't be there going, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? You just need to accept when you're in the moment, you hit a zone, Michael Jordan style. I'm here a slam dunk here with IO, so I don't really need any of this criticism. Right, I, I feel there's an awful lot going on here and I, I, I think I've got to come clean with some stuff. I think IO is saying some very logical stuff about you know, maybe we need to do some self-care and that Argos decision is representative of us maybe burning out a little bit. I mean, I'm not, we can talk about it, as I said, off stream. And I really respect Ayo's perspective and I really, I'm absolutely fine with you conveying that standpoint, Sean. The most radical self-care you can do now isn't revolution and isn't even being angry or having any emotions. It's just make a tulpa and dig in. Well, I've got a little something to tell you about tulpas. I also conjured a tulpa, and it's actually become so powerful, it's more powerful than me. That sounds great. Calming. My tulpa is Jane Edwards. Hello? 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 You're breaking up. Only JK. I'm surprised. Hello, everyone. So if you take anything from these 50 episodes, just make a bloody tulpa. Just get yourself a tulpa. Good night, everyone. Good night. Mandatory Redistribution Party was created and produced by Sean Morley and Jack Evans. That's us. Our title theme was created by Ella G. Absolute banger. She even did a special version of it that you can hear right now. And she's recently released an independent music production and sound design business. So check out mysteryplanets.net for more information. Additional music by Sean Morley and Jack Evans. That's us again. With an excerpt from Ben Gaunt's piece, Bad Bad Crimes. This episode featured guest appearances from Christopher Cantrell as Argos Dave, Jane Edwards as Jane Edwards, Freddie Hayes as Sean's Tolpa Io, and Amy Gladhill as Big Baby Anne. I produce an actual non-Argos podcast with Chris and Amy called Tiredness Kills. It's gross and funny and weird. It's not much politics, but there's a lot of Big Baby Anne. And Jane's in it too. Check it out. 
Freddy makes puppets, which you perhaps could not hear, but she does, and they're amazing. And she's made a short comedy film, Fred and Sharon, that comes out online this Friday, the 29th of May at 8pm. Thank you so much to all our listeners and supporters for this last year. We're legit hugely grateful to everyone who helps us out on Patreon for the reviews and for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mandatory Redistribution Party will return for season two. Goodbye. Thank you. Sayonara. Goodbye and thank you. Thank you. See you later, baby. our honks have taken as this podcast here why don't we call it honk oh, that's because Better the name. branding has already solidified it we've been dead organized honk as well gives off a very honk. different energy honk honk <laughs> i got some appreciation for it